Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast by The Still Water. We hope these messages will encourage your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Michelangelo was an artist without peer. His name is synonymous with some of the greatest works of art in history. While many people associate his name with the masterpieces he painted, he considered himself first and foremost a sculptor. He mastered working in marble like no other before or after. His sculptures of David and Moses are among the most famous pieces of art in the world. But most people consider the work he called the Pieta his finest achievement. For more than 500 years, people have seen the sculpture and have been in awe. In places, the marble was carved so thin that light passes through what looks like folds in cloth. It was once displayed at the World's Fair in New York and was the most visited pavilion of the entire show. The sculpture is considered priceless. But even such beauty is not beyond being attacked. In 1972, a man by the name of Laszlo Toth leapt past the garbs and attacked Michelangelo's masterpiece with a geologist's hammer. The face was damaged and an arm and hand were broken off. If Toth had not been subdued by the shocked onlookers, much more damage might have been done. Laszlo Toth was arrested but was adjudicated as being mentally ill. He spent two years in a mental hospital, then was deported back to Australia. It would take almost two years for the sculpture to be restored, with little evidence of the vandalism now visible. It also is now displayed behind a shield of bulletproof glass. But this is not a podcast about art or art history. It is about the story of the Bible and how it impacts the people that learn that story. The story of Jesus is the story of the love of God and how a plan was put in place to rescue his people from the greatest loss, the loss of death. The written story would take 1,500 years to finish, but it was finished in a way that would allow anyone, anywhere, and at any time the chance to respond to that love. It is the most unique story in human history. Nothing compares to it. But that does not mean people have not tried to vandalize that story and its impact on individuals. In fact, the challenge of spiritual vandalism has existed for over 2,000 years. Paul gave a warning of just this kind of harm. He was speaking to the leaders of the believers that were located in Ephesus when he said, Be careful for yourselves and for all the people God has given you. The Holy Spirit gave you the work of caring for this flock. You must be shepherds to the church of God, the people he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, some men will come into your group. They will be like wild wolves and will try to destroy the flock. Also, men from your own group will begin to teach things that are wrong. They will lead some of the Lord's followers away from the truth to follow them. So, Be careful. Paul here gives a very clear warning of troubles to come. The dangers mentioned seem to fall into a couple of general areas. Some would act like wolves, killing and maiming indiscriminately. This is, if you would, another form of vandalism. But the harm done is to the connection of the followers of Jesus. 
other references from Paul would indicate it was done for pride, sometimes for money, or sometimes even to spite Paul himself. This points out how senseless most vandalism is. In the last week, the most famous tree in England was cut down by a 16-year-old boy. There would be no profit from it, just the sadness and the hurt of others as the product of their actions. The Apostle Paul would be the contrast to these ideas. He gave himself to have the opportunity to introduce others to Jesus and the gospel story. Paul did not have political ambitions. He did not gain money. And his notoriety only got him killed in the end. But in earlier podcasts, we have talked about the mindset of Paul before he was killed. He considered everything worthless in the light of what he had learned and what he had gained by the mercy and the love of Jesus. It is important to understand where Paul had come from. He had all that was mentioned before, fame, social status, power, a very promising future before him in the social structure in Jerusalem, but all that changed when he was introduced to Jesus. In the book of Philippians, he wrote, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. But there is another type of vandalism that Paul mentions in his address to those who were from Ephesus. He told the people from Ephesus, men from your own group will begin to teach things that are wrong. They will lead some of the Lord's followers away from the truth to follow them. This brings us back to Laszlo Toth. While he never said what his motivation was, some have speculated that part of his motivation in damaging Michelangelo's masterpiece was that he thought that he, Laszlo Toth, could and should improve it. This is not unknown as other works of art have been damaged by those with similar agendas. An abstract work of art by Mark Rothka was scribbled on by a so-called artist. In his own mind and estimation, his commentary on the art world in general took precedence over what the original artist wanted to say in his painting. Paul warns those in Ephesus that there would be some that would try and change the Bible story or the gospel plan that they had been taught by Paul himself. He told them that from their own membership, these issues would arise. The damage would not be measured in broken marble or slashed canvases, but in souls that were led away from the love of God. These trends continue even today. There have been those that have tried to make the name of Jesus only known to the world as an expletive. They have mocked the story of the Holy One of God by making wild claims of fraud or cover-up. But no story in history has been more closely examined and no document in history has ever been so closely scrutinized. The message of the Bible is the message of love and hope and can be found in its pure form, just as Paul and Peter and John preached it. They were spreading the story of Jesus as the Savior, and that message survives today. We can respond to it just as the believers in the days of Peter and John did and have the same hope and promises of Jesus 
but the words on the page are meaningless unless someone reads and understands. They are just ink on paper without the open heart that is looking for a connection with the God of heaven. It might take digging through the confusion and through the intentional vandalism, but it is there. The word for the work to repair Michelangelo's sculpture is restoration. We, in a similar way, can dedicate ourselves to the restoration of the gospel message. We can move past the spray paint of modern religious thought and reconnect with the pure message of God. It is there. We just need to go back to the source and rediscover the pure gospel. Look closely for the original. It's right there. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.